everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cows and Canoes. Once again, I'm Brandon Hines, and uh, to my right-hand side... This is Kitty Cat. And then we have a special guest today. Brittany decided to take a break. She's not feeling that great, so introduce <clears throat> yourself, sir. Um, I'm uh, this super sexy ginger, smooth-walking, slick-talking... Oh, yeah, I'm Jeremy. My name's Jeremy. <laughs> hey, listen, I thought we were getting on, like, a radio of, like, a terrible 90s I throwback. Thought it, I thought about going off and, like, just doing some, like, yeah, the just old, riffing like, hip-hop on it. R&B, you yeah. know? Like, when you're listening Sounds to Slow Jam. The 70s. Slow Jam Sunday, when you're, like, calling in to dedicate songs to your yeah. girlfriend in, like, you know, fifth grade and shit. So yeah, yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> hurry up, we're going to have to record this soon. Yeah. Uh, sweet, man. So, Jeremy, you have done... A wide variety of things, but I think we're going to talk most recently. You have this uh, unusual job of being a bondsman slash bounty hunter slash um, tweaker chaser, um, whatever you want to call it. So, what what is it? What's your actual title? Uh, I'm a I'm a bail bondsman, just straight bondsman. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I, I did. So they it used to be called um, bounty hunting. You used to call them bounty hunters and okay. stuff. But but. A lot of laws were changed, and so now that's not even a legal term anymore. So now you have to call yourself a bail enforcer. Um, so interesting. Why? What? What does that have to do with anything? Uh, it ha- well it sounds like just a bullshit title thing. It it was, but um, you know, before this law was passed, anybody could really be a bounty hunter. Anybody. Oh, okay. You could, like any Joe Schmo could walk off the street and fucking just be a bounty hunter. Oh, be like, as oh, long you as- have a bounty. Yeah, so gotcha. as lo- well, as long <laughs> as the the uh, bondsman was willing to hire you. Okay, and so um. I mean, you could you could have a felony background and and have done it, and so interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it was so it was easy for me to get into, yeah. Because um, so I mean, I know you, I know you did intelligence in the navy, right? right? So I was in infantry in the army, mm-hmm. and I was attached to a cavalry unit that right. did like reconnaissance and stuff. So looking for people was kind of up my alley, sure. And um, so I started just just doing bounty hunting. And Makes then they sense. changed, you know, they passed all these laws and you had to get licensed and stuff. So that kind of got rid of the felons that were doing it. Um, but what it also did was differentiate um, uh, bail enforcers from law enforcement. Okay. Um, Interesting. And and it also allowed us access to, well, basically to carry weapons. Um, gotcha. Because we couldn't do that before. I mean, like, it was wild, wild west. I would just go pick somebody up and all I had on me was a fucking pair of handcuffs. <laughs> I mean, like, you, couldn't, you didn't have a gun, you had so, pepper spray, none of that shit. Like, so, you just... That's not what I see in the movies. No. no. Yeah. So... So, real question on that, though. I was just thinking about how that would all go down. Wouldn't it be more beneficial to have those, like, um, dudes who, you know, have broken the law and they know how that shit works? Wouldn't they be the asset to the team? Like, so, you want that inside... You want the ex-meth head doing this because he knows where shit is. Yeah, but, I mean, people are also just uh, habitually... You know, we're creatures of habit. Sure. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so like, uh, I'm uh, one tweaker is another. They're all they're, they're all going to do the same thing. They all, right. you know, when they're running, they're they're hiding in hotels. They're living on their friend's couch. They 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 all exhibit the same behavior. Makes sense. So it's once you've tracked a few of them, they're all kind of doing the same fucking thing. Hmm. But yes, you're you're right. I mean, they they do know how each other thinks and yeah, yeah. you know like where their go to spots are and stuff. And they do still serve a purpose. I mean, right. a lot of them like they're like intel for you now. Uh huh. A lot of them we use a lot of them for CIs. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Do you pay them for their information? If it leads to an arrest, yeah, yeah, nice. we'll offer. I mean, it depends on the size of the bond. So, like, I mean, if it's a big enough bond and I want this person bad enough, um, then yeah, I'm willing to pay for information as long as you're giving me. Um, sorry, so uh, as long as you're giving me information that like I'm gonna go and knock take, on this door and they're there. Let's take a half step back because, like, I understand. Um, you go to jail, you get you get a certain amount of of uh, bail set, right? So right. let's say it's two fifty thousand. 
So your your bond is going to be like 10% of that normally, right? Unless you're a higher risk or something, and it can change, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say they skip on their bail, mm-hmm. right? And you decide to go pick them up, mm-hmm. right? So who issues a reward? Is it actually the state? like, or no, that is would it, be us. You guys so, do. So like, uh, for the sake of using whole numbers, we'll say sure. it's a $10,000 bond. Right. Um, and so, yeah, the fee that we would charge would be $1,000. Um, and, and that's it. And we're charging right. that fee for us to put up the $10,000 right. for you so that you don't have to do it. Now, you're not going to get that $1,000 back. That's my fee for doing business. Yes. Um, but I'm going to get my 10000 back when you're right. paying. So you just made $1,000 if everything went to went But to out it. of that, we pay some fees, right? Okay. Got to pay the insurance department. Got to pay the state of sure. Oklahoma. Got to right, pay right. a surety company, all that. So now when you skip, the state says, I want my $10,000. Mm. And now when you bond out, though, we have someone co-sign for you. So then I'm going to your co-signer going, hey, I need $10,000. Ooh, heard. And so typically your co-signer is like, fuck that. I don't have $10,000. Joe Blow is down the street at so-and-so's house. Sure, you know? right. And, uh, you know, so we'll, we kind of leverage it. Um, gotcha. But when, yeah, if it's a, re- you know, a reward is to be paid, we're also the ones paying it. Okay. Because I would much rather pay three or $400 for a reward than have to pay $10,000 to the state. So, yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, it's kind of where yeah. do you want so to y- save money? Makes sense. So you work for a bail bondsman, right? He, he like, owns your place of... The company, yeah. yes, yes. <clears throat> um, does that come out of his pocket or does that come out of your paycheck? Which, which part? The, like, the... The ten thousand dollars would that come? No, out no, no, no. So we're backed by a surety company, right? Okay. It's like having a bank put up money, pretty much. Yeah, and you just don't want to have to ever pay your bank. Uh huh. Yeah. Fair. So, <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 like it's it's like taking out an insurance policy for a car wreck after the wreck happened. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that that's definitely yeah, fair. we're a train wreck. So <laughs> yes, it, it, it's kind of like um, so the state of Oklahoma assigns this bail amount to this person who got in trouble. And so now this person is obligated to perform the way that the court says. You got to show up for all your court dates. You got to hire a lawyer. All of this stuff, right? And that amount that they assigned is to guarantee that they show up. But they don't have that kind of money. So I step in and I tell the state of Oklahoma, you know what? I'll assume the liability for them. We'll let them out. And um, if they fuck up, then I will pay you. And then I'm going to go after them to pay me. Okay. Cool. So. What is your favorite part of this job? You know, in the beginning, it was it was chasing them. Um, it's exciting. It's stressful, though, because, mm. like, I mean, I've literally gotten called at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, come back me up. i got to pull this dude out of this hotel in West Tulsa. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. And so you got to, like, you know, you got to wake up really fast, and you've got to uh, you know, fucking get your gear on and head out the fucking door, you know, and it's, and I'm not a cop, so I don't get to like turn on the lights and fucking haul ass there, you know, right. I get stuck at red lights and trains and I'm like, well, I'm trying, you know? And I'm, so re- like, what's the craziest thing you've seen then? Cause that's the thing oh. that I really want to know. Cause I mean, like I, I always, think I don't know, it, Brandon, like maybe we should wait for it. Or you're kind of, <laughs> I always like to blow the load early. We've talked from, about this. Yeah. You're eating yeah. the ice cream cone from the bottom here. Uh, hey, listen, man, you can just suck I'm that shit out up. at that point. All right. <laughs> Depends um, on the ice cream cone. Yeah, the kind right. that's got the chocolate in the bottom. <laughs> Done, right? So much better. So, so no, okay, let's not go craziest. What's the mo- the thing you draw the most entertainment from? Whenever what's what's the crazy like fun? You're at a house party, and this is your story that you tell about Ooh, your Man, elevator yeah. speech so for for I've, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, we've we've had some crazy, stupid shit happen. I mean, of course, we've chased everybody on every fucking thing you can imagine, and I've chased soccer moms to fucking gangbangers, like all of them. You know, um, interesting. So there was okay. There's, I'll tell you a couple. There was one. This was fucking insane. Um, 
there was a dude in, and we followed him to Tulsa Hills. Okay. And he was in. Uh, Wait, uh, before we get started on that, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just want to make sure. Are you violating any like confidentiality? No. by Okay. No, All right, no, just no. wanted to make sure. No, Go no. ahead. Sorry. No. Or uh, if you are, just make it really worth it. Yeah. Right. No, I mean I'm not I'm not saying anybody's names or anything. Okay. But, so but John was, Smith. This this dude was um he was a blood and he we'd we'd followed him to Tulsa Hills. He was there with his like baby mama and they're shopping or whatever. And so three of us go into the store and we kind of spread out and I'm going mm. right down the middle and there's dudes going down the sides and you know, he's in the back and we see him. And he sees me and like rips his shirt off and he's like, I'm a blood motherfucker and like is ready to fight. And what? so I'm like, cool, let's go. You know, I mean, I've got backup. You don't. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. So hold on a second. We start. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure I understand this right. So in the middle of the target, this dude's like hulking yeah. out, <laughs> ripping his shirt off. Right. How Ross, did he know? Like yes. looking at you because what? I so would look at you and I'd be like, oh, OK, like. So he was high on PCP. And like, oh, I don't know if you shit. know anything. Yeah, about... yeah. No, they get nuts. Well, that yeah. and they get like crazy superhuman strength yeah, yeah. and they hallucinate. Yeah. And so um so Ginger's we, we get to soul. we get to fighting <laughs> and he runs and he, I mean he's like fuck fighting and he t- takes off. And the guy like working security at the front door mm-hmm. pissed me the fuck off cuz he sees dude running at him and there he is with like a baton and shit and he just steps to the side. And uh, I'm like you fucking piece of he's shit. He's like so, look none of our shit's in the way. Yeah, so I like flip him off as I'm running by. I'm yeah. like, Asshole. <laughs> right. So um <laughs> He climbs to the roof of the AT&T building. Okay. Wait, what? Oh my gosh. So, no, he runs to the AT&T building and climbs to the roof. I'm not, I can't make this up. And the story gets even crazier. But he's up there and he's, he's like singing church hymns and he's like, I'm sitting at the right hand of God and I can fly and all this shit. And I was like, jump, you know, like <laughs> make my life so much easier. Yeah. Right like now. I can give a fuck. I'll catch you. Yeah. I, yeah. Come on, buddy. No. So, and there's video of this. You can like find it on Facebook, but, um, because everybody shows up with their cell phones. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Whatever, I'm like breaking your shit over here. It's fine, it's fine. Um, so, but yeah, so he's up there, whatever. And finally, like, he decides he's not going to jump. Now, at this point, police have showed up, fire mm. trucks have showed They're up. The police are like, shit. well, the police are like, well, we're not getting involved. And I'm like, bitch, fine, what? whatever. So he comes down, he climbs down this ladder, and the building is kind of like where the ladder is, is recessed. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've got him surrounded, and everybody's got a taser pointed at him, and he's like, you can tell he's kind of mm-hmm. you know anxious. And so um, is I he start... coming down? Is that what's happening? No, he just, I mean, he was a lot of you know, yeah, people um, with pointing guns at me, oh, you know. Okay. And so, um, so I start talking him down. I put mine away, and I'm like, listen, dude, like you're going to jail today, right? That's going to happen for sure. Now, how you go, that's kind of up to you, right? Like. You can turn around and I'm going to put these handcuffs on you and then we can just go and that'll be it. Or you can try to fight and it's not going to go real well. And so, but as long as I had him looking at me, he started to calm down. But when he like looked away from me and saw everybody else with their tasers and shit pointed at him, mm-hmm. he's get edgy again. Yeah. So he decides, fuck it. I'm going to try and run. Again. Okay. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's the logical I'll, way I'll to go. It. Yeah. Yeah. So he tries to run and I jump and I grab him and I lock my arms around him. Right. Somebody fired a taser. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and it, it hit me. Heard? It hit me. And so now I'm locked. I was going to say, your like, arms, oh yeah, God. yeah, your muscles yeah. tense. So, so like, that's I'm, actually kind of helpful it, it, in that situation. It did help. We went straight to the ground. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it didn't hurt. Like, like my adrenaline's going, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, you know, we, we fall down or whatever. I'm holding on to him, and I obviously can't let go. And, I mean, it took two seconds and everybody's on his ass. I mean, right. like, four dudes are now, like, we're in a dog pile for this motherfucker who is 
crazy strong. Like that PCP, man, it's insane. Can you describe right? can you describe this man's build? Like he was an African American male about I'm going to say 5'10 or so and I'd say 160 pounds. Oh my god. So he was, so he was very athletic. He's a more fit version of me. He was, he's a he more was, fit version of me. <laughs> he was he was very athletic, uh, okay. athletic build. Yeah. Um. And uh. So yeah. So we get him into custody or whatever. Get him cuffed up and everything. And um. And uh. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm out of breath. You know, like I just ran from fucking Ross to the right. AT&T store and then had to fight your stupid ass. Yeah. And, and, I, got and I got tased. <laughs> so, like, we get him in cuffs and sit him on the curb or whatever, and M says checking him out to, like, get his vitals and shit from the drugs. And so um, I'm pulling the taser darts out of my back or whatever, and I'm, like, trying to catch my breath and shit, and he looks at me and he starts laughing, and, and I'm like, fuck, is so funny. You know, and he goes, he goes, man, I took four of y'all or whatever, and I said, yeah, and I'm going home. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he ended up getting sentenced to, to like seventeen years or oh something. My God. What was the offense? I I was so uh, curious. He was he was he was a notoriously violent guy. I mean, he mm. like beat the shit out of his wife. Like he was just he had a very violent history. Right. Like it was every everything that he did, and then like he had uh, some drug charges, and I think there was a couple of like knowingly concealing stolen property. Mm. So real real question that's going on right now: We legalize marijuana. We have all right. these people in jail for it, and you still have people who are. Um, probably having trials because of their past convictions for marijuana, I'm assuming. For sure. Um, is there any talk on the inside about what's going to happen with all of that? Uh, you know, oddly enough. Because, um, like, what happens if they go and get a legal card, but they're still on, you know... It does. It's not retroactive. Well, I know that, but, like, if they... if Like, let's say you can't smoke. Right. Right? But then they go get their card. Uh-huh. Can they smoke? While they're on trial? Well, yeah, in general. You are, can. I mean, like, so are you, you, like, are you talking like people in probation, the people in drug court? Yeah, take your pick. No, no, you no, because marijuana is still federally illegal, so right, the the court is not going to allow you to use it mm. medically or not, even if the state court doesn't matter. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Neat. <laughs> I mean, that's just. That's, <laughs> that's like, this I, is I, so, I, there's so I've, much information. I've, I've my sat little. down. <laughs> I've sat down with the the district uh, attorney in Creek okay. County, and we discussed discussed this. Yeah. Plan. yeah. And and he was like, no, it's still federally illegal. No judge right. is going to tell you that you can use this. You know, yeah. it's still you're breaking the law. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, of course, when you're on probation and you're in drug court and things like you know, going through these specialty courts and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, you have you're subjected to weekly and sometimes yeah. like random UAs. Yeah, yeah, like twice a week. Yeah, um, you know, and you've got to check in and you've got to pay all these fines and stuff. But like, it, it's hard to get through. Yep. I mean, like drug court itself. I mean, you can't take Tylenol PM. You can't. Yeah. I mean, well, I've a got a kid that works for me that actually he uh, he has random UAs which. I don't know how the ones you guys work because you're in a different county. Um, you know, they basically just call in every morning and they say what color is up for yeah. UAs today, and yeah, then they go to the same. Pretty thing. universal. Um, and he went on like Thursday two weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. um, and they they he didn't pop, but they were like, you know, you were too watered down, diluted. And, yeah, yeah. they're too diluted. That's right. He was like, I walk to work. I don't have a vehicle. You guys took my license, so I drink water because it's hot outside. Yeah. And they're like, doesn't matter. So he had to go and turn himself in for a two-day uh, little stint. Yeah, sanction. It's yeah. like, what the fuck, oh. dude? They were like, they didn't find anything. There was nothing there other than 
dilution. Water. Yeah. Well, and and so another thing too is that it's it's fuck? a racket. Um, I hmm. I disagree with the drug court system. In fact, I had an attorney on my podcast about this, and we talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I I disagree with this this specialty court. Now there's some like the Anna McBride court, which is the mental health court. Sure. Is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But like drug court itself is, uh, I believe it's set up for failure. I think it would really. I mean, I mean, I know everybody's against like the prison populations and shit mm-hmm. now, but right. I really believe it would be more merciful to just give somebody a two year prison sentence for possession or whatever because it's non-violent crime you're only gonna do four months and then they're gonna kick you back out right, right but that way you're not doing weekly drug tests you're not paying you know fucking weekly probation fees having to take classes having to go mm-hmm. to a meetings like it's it's a bitch dude right you know and like it's kind of set up for failure well you know, that's because exactly. as soon as you violate it they're gonna issue another warrant like a motion mm-hmm. to revoke on your probation and yep. then you're gonna have to bond out again hire attorney again go back to fucking court get more court costs just send them to fucking prison yeah just let him go. So here's my thing with that. And this is, you know, I know we are getting back off topic, but I, I definitely think that even if it's just the basic, like, weed hit, you know, you de- it, it's unnecessary to put them through all that anyways. Like, you know, if they're not doing anything violent, if it's not doing anything stupid, if they just got caught with something small, then just, you know, give them... Th- $3,000 fine, move on. Right. I mean, I, I agree cool. to an extent. I, I think that there's just... Now, if it's meth... Well, fucking yeah, drug court. Let's go. Well, I mean, fuck. Yeah, well, and prior to um, you know, state law seven eighty or state question seven eighty and seven eighty one passing, possession of all those were a felony. Right now, it's misdemeanor. It's misdemeanor for everything. Yeah, and so which it's fine. Like, yeah, I I understand that marijuana is essentially harmless. Mm -hmm. You know, except that we don't have like when someone's driving under the influence of alcohol, we have a gauge for knowing how much Mm -hmm. you have in your system. Yeah, you know what I mean, and how it's affecting you. There's a blood alcohol content. There's not a blood weed content. They so, have they they are starting a um, setup on it where they can test I think the interior mouth for right. residue levels basically. Well, and, and if they come up with that, for, well, that doesn't work for edibles. It doesn't work for for vapes. It doesn't work right. for anything except for and, straight. Mm-hmm. And because it stays in your in your system longer, yeah. it's it's hard to gauge if are you high now or were you high a month ago. You or know? were you high yeah. last night? Like you can't tell. Yeah. 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 So so and once they come up with that and find a way to do that, because there's still, I mean, I'm still seeing cases, uh, you know, manslaughter cases where somebody was driving under the influence of weed and hit mm-hmm. someone and killed them. Yep. You know, it happens. You know, it doesn't happen as often as alcohol, but it's still happening. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's hard to say. Did the weed cause the wreck? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they they really need to figure that out. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't think you should go through all that hell just for some fucking pot. Yeah, I agree. So moving back on, you look like you had a question over there. I see you writing I, stuff down. I well, I'm just kind of keeping track of where we're going, Brandon. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this train on its track. You're in she charge was, of that today. She gave up and started doodling dicks. I yeah, there's right. Big That's, penises yeah, and yeah, little penises. Up. One of them's got a marijuana weed. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the bond. Not bondage. Um, the well, I the mean, bondsman. We could talk about that if I'm okay with talking about bondage too. I'm not. Ooh, it's too much. Real work. question. We just legal. Well, we decriminalized titties. Actually, uh, sort someone of. Someone else no. told me no, that no. was incorrect. No, no. no, no. We de- So what happened? There was a court case that basically said that law that was also in this state um, was unconstitutional. Because it was so, in Colorado, right? I think. Uh, yeah. So Tenth Circuit Court, um, and and we deal with the Tenth Circuit Court too. Yeah. Um, but the Tenth Circuit Court rules over six states. Uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. is one of them, and they yeah they they agreed that it's unconstitutional for women to have to keep their shirt on. Um, that it's uh, really shouldn't be any different for them to be topless than it is for men. Correct. And so that but what happened was people were just sick of putting money into that fight, and they gave up. So that was kind of a default ruling. Yeah. But 
it still does go against city ordinances and state statutes. So right. Well, but the question is, where does that come on the legality scale? Because even if it's a city ordinance, if they just said you can't have that constitutionally, then... Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with weed. Yeah. You know, weed's mm-hmm. federally illegal, but it's legal here. And now they're right. saying that women can be topless, but Oklahoma's saying, no, you can't. So so I think it's interesting. So is my shirt going off or staying on? That's I, up to you. Listen, we're, we're indoors in a public, or not in a public place, so you're, <laughs> you're more than welcome to do what you want. All right. Uh, well, the funny thing is, I love this argument um, that... that uh, Show me yeah. your titties? That's well, no, not no, no, really no. an argument. Just uh, this, uh, all, the, all the women that are saying, you know, well, breasts shouldn't be sexualized. We've used breasts to sell cheeseburgers. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's a good marketing strategy, they, yeah. They're going to be sexualized. If they weren't, then why the fuck would you spend so much money on your boob job? True. But, mm. so here's here's the thing that I look at it, right? So we're, we're in Oklahoma. I don't foresee, like, you know, females out mowing their lawn, you know, tits out without, you know, anything. I think you may see it with women, like, sunbathing on a beach. I think that's probably the realistic expectation for what would happen, but I don't see anybody just walking down being like, yep, tits out, what's up? I don't know, did you not see the video on Facebook? Chick, like, straight walks into Quick Trip topless. I did not see that. She's doing it just because she can, yeah. Well, and I mean, and that video got, like, 60-some thousand views, and, like, it's only been a couple days. So, like, that I absolutely see, but, like, I don't see it just for your normal everyday life, you know what I mean? No, there was the topless trail skate happened. I never even see dudes walking around without a shirt on, really. I can't. I'm too fair skinned. Like I've sunburned. Yeah, <laughs> Once again, I won't do it. Ginger. I saw a guy running this morning, and I was highly disappointed when I passed him and saw it was a dude. Yeah, and I mean, like I get it. Like he didn't have his top on. Well, oh, you okay. saw him from behind. You're he had like long, long hair. hair. <laughs> I was like, yes. And Here like, comes some I tail. slowed down. I slowed down. I was looking in my mirror, <laughs> and I was so disappointed. I was like. Those are moobs. Yeah, right? Damn it. <laughs> no. There's a great cartoon of that. If you guys haven't seen it, the, the fat guy, uh, you know, at like he's with a towel and in his swim trunks and his tits out and they like uh, took the same body and flipped it and he's like yelling at this girl. He's like, damn it, Karen, why are you just walking around with your tits out? And it's the exact same. I shared that this week. Did you? I did. I was like, happy Tuesday, baby. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, and I I told everybody too when this happened, like the tits that you're going to see are going to be the ones you don't want to see. Right, right. Like that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's Sorry. gonna be Martha with mm-hmm. the with yeah. the Tigo biddies, yeah. yeah. You know, and Karen's gonna be bitching about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. She already is. That's how this is going. The uh, the fun thing about it, though, I really, I, I want to see where where it really does go, though, because like in other countries, you know, women being out on the beach topless, like that's the norm. That's just not here, you know. So I don't think it's gonna be a huge issue. It but won't. It won't. I, think I heard it's... someone. Wait, I want to stop you because I do, do want to bring this up. I heard someone bring up an interesting point this week that um, say there is a teenage girl out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's still legal topless, because, yep. um, and someone takes a picture of her. That's possession of child porn. Correct. Exactly. But yep. I'm I'm saying that like, can't mm-hmm. this still happen? Isn't that like baiting the situation? Not no, really, because Be- like if you're a you decent sh- person, you you have a you live by a set of morals and values, right? Like yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna go fucking home and beat my fucking girlfriend, kick my dog, you well, know, abuse my kids. Like it's, it's I'm a- not gonna go out and just see a topless woman and grab her tits or take a picture of some topless teenager walking down the street. Well, that's what right? I was gonna say though. It's the same kind of thing that parenting is already a part of, where it's like you're not gonna let your teenage daughter go out without a shirt on. Yeah, and you're also gonna try to make sure that she understands that's the other thing too this is not acceptable like whether you're wearing you know little you know hoochie shorts or whatever you know it's the same thing as like don't walk around with your tits out like that's just not okay the three of us 
we'll raise our kids like that. <laughs> well, we are not the Fair. entire. Fair. You're not. You're not wrong there. <laughs> but well, so okay. So so there are a lot of, and I know this from the you know doing photography. I've done. Been, I've been doing photography for several years. I've been you know internationally published. I, I've done good. Um, and and a lot of the models that I've worked with are are empowered by you know being nude or doing these like artistic nude implied nude shoots. Right. They just are comfortable. You know, sure. and, and so like some of that I understand to an extent, but like at the same time though, these are, they're classy, modest people. These mm-hmm. are not like Joe Blow walking down the street. Right. A lot of these models have been published as well, you know, mm-hmm. but the other thing too is like, it's, it's, I, I've been in that industry and, and the thing that's enticing to men or women, if you're lg lmnop whatever well i mean is is boobs that are for everybody we've decided this yeah for sure yeah it's absolutely true. gay guys like boobs yeah but boobs like, are for everyone but the thing is it's the mystery right like mm. that's what draws us in you know gotcha. what i mean it's it's once because once you see it the mystery's gone there's nothing mm-hmm. left in the imagination it's like you know I mean? uh ron white he had that uh famous little fun snippet where he's like you want to see my boobs and he's like yep all right, rolling back up. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, my my dad says all the time. He's like, if it's got nipples, I'm looking. You know, like, <laughs> all right, dad. But I got some plumbing over here. If you want to take a look. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like, and and I mean, any and I I I'm not saying that like if a woman walks around topless that she's just classless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's distasteful. If if that's where you draw your strength and and you have that kind of confidence and stuff, I, I'm familiar. Do with it, rock that. it, yeah. But like, but it's not going to be the norm. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, number one, too many relationships would fucking fail. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't see it like baiting yeah. anybody. I don't see it baiting right. you know child molesters or anything any more no. than than it yeah. already does. If they want it, they're gonna find it. Yeah, you know what I mean, they, for sure. And I think the internet is widespread enough where like if that is the focus for people, like they're probably just gonna Google it. However, you can't get upset when some dude says send nudes. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me, well, it, it's fucking equal. Men and women are equal or whatever. Then be upset when somebody wants to see. Yeah, you, you just you don't get both sides. Well, you you don't. How you feeling over here, girl? I'm taking it all in. I'm I, in my head. Said. I'm trying to channel Brittany because I think that she would have a God, lot to say would. about Brittany, this. We miss you. So I'm trying. To, I know. I like pulled up and I was like, God damn it! He didn't even leave me enough space to park behind him. I miss her already. But <laughs> I then I, I came coming. in. I didn't. <laughs> it's good. Then it's I good. pulled. I was. I came in and I was like, All right. Okay. Well, it just it, it kind of cool. like you know you've got you've got feminists fighting for equality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you've got the trans community that's basically saying the exact opposite thing. Right. You got feminists saying that men and women are equal, and that's why we must push for equality. We've got the same brain. We've got we should have the exact same rights, and we should do everything the same and whatever. And then you've got trans people going, "Well, I've got a woman's brain and a man's body." Well, which the fuck is it? Sure. You know what I mean? Like so. Let's save that one for an after hours because I definitely want to be on board with that conversation because we had that conversation not too long ago and Brittany was with us. Um, and I, there's a term that I still like, I, I looked it up, I tried to get behind it. Uh, it was pansexual, and I was like, so that's multiple, right? From what I understand, that means that you're basically attracted to whatever you're attracted to, sure, yeah. but there's still only two options. What's the difference between bi and pan? I'm assuming that uh, somebody who'd be pansexual would be somebody that would be attracted to one of these other genders. I also think that pansexual means something along the lines of like. Bi means two. You can have you can have more than one partner too as oh, a pansexual. So poly or whatever you call it. Oh, maybe yeah, that's, that's it. polygamous. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll save all that for later. Okay. Well, let's get back to Jeremy and his. Uh, I know, gosh, his uh, ball busting. <laughs> Give me my notepad. Give it back. I gotta get it back. Get it back um, on track, guys. I'll, I know, right? I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so let's go with. So let, let's An let's step notebook. it back okay. one step. Let's go to another life you've had, um, and I always use that phrase with my my. Major I don't know. Team. Have we exploited all of the bail bondsmen? Have we exploited it? That, I don't know. I that we can look. It doesn't really. It's not. It, this isn't Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay, that show is cooked up for fucking TV. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. In real life, bail bonds is it's it's just an interruption in your life. I'm I you know I I was uh, I owned another company up until a couple of days ago or so when yeah. I sold it. Right, but um. All, all I was doing was was working my other company and waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now, granted, I'm, I market very well and I make sure that people right. find me before the, my competitors. But it's really that's all it is. You just the wait on the phone call. You weigh the risk. Is this a bond I want to write or not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't write. So how often? I was gonna say how often do you turn them away? I turn down probably more than I write. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because there's, yeah, like there's how many times you jump bailed. Method. Well, yeah, it's not that not just that, but like people get arrested from out of state or you've yeah, you've shown a constant history of not taking care of business. Not only have you failed to appear before, but you've gotten 36 warrants for failure to pay because you can't take care of your fine. So what makes me think I'm going to get paid? You're not. You know what I yeah, mean? yeah. So, for a fact, you know, but if you're a frequent flyer, though, and I see you got like 27 <laughs> felonies or something, I'm right in that bond because your ass is going to get caught. Yeah. Apparently you suck at this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely, all right. you know, all right. so, but I mean, it's really all, it's just, I'm just mitigating risk and you know, whatever. And, and then like actual bounty hunting is, it's not as exciting and it, there's no explosions and mm-hmm. I'm not always kicking someone's door down. Recently I did have to kick somebody's door down, but that might happen once a year. Right. Most of the time these people are just running and when you find them, they're like, fuck it, I'm caught. Let's go. <laughs> you know I mean, I've even had them thank me because they're like, fuck it, dude, I haven't slept in a, a fucking week. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. constantly looking over right. my shoulder, you know? So, yeah, uh, so why just I turn yourself in at that point? Yeah, you know? like fuck it, dude. Come on. Because who wants to go to prison? Well, no. If he's gonna thank you for it, just be like, dude, you should just yeah. call. Him. Yeah, they, I mean, they get to the point where they're like, yeah, yeah it's over. Thank God. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. have to run anymore. What's gonna happen sucks, but I don't yeah. have to be paranoid. Every it's a game. Day. So yeah, that's all it is. It's just the world's greatest game of hide and seek, <laughs> and I'm the winner. <laughs> <laughs> what was that other? Ga- oh, you weren't here for Jason, were you? No. Or we were talking about. Oh uh, wait, yeah, I was. Sardines or whatever. What the hell is it? That's the game where one person hides and they all try to find them. Yes. And they yeah. pile and in. And then you hide with them when you yes, find them. Yes, 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 yes. so quiet. I always tried to find the smallest place <laughs> when it was my turn. <laughs> I, I haven't played that game a lot. I've never played it, actually. It's like, pretty fun in the dark. Yeah, it's fun. That's, that's sure. what they were talking about. And if about. you got like a really big place, like a fucking church or something, mm-hmm. like it's super fun. Right? We, had a, we would do it on um, family reunions and we'd rent a campground. We'd rent and they had like these cabins that were there mm-hmm. and they were like duplex cabins and we would play it throughout our entire campground oh, in yeah. the dark. It That'd was nice. Cool. Yeah. So let I, I want to jump into another thing though is that you were a tattoo artist for a few years. I was gonna say I, I know of at least probably you know How three many? years or so. Um, and I've I was thinking about it when I was like, okay, cool, Jeremy's gonna be here. What do I want to ask about? How many tattoos you turned out? Because like there was this thing I was watching where they were like, you know, I won't tattoo a person here. I won't do these certain things. Yeah, I won't do yeah, this. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, somebody that doesn't have any tattoos at all, like I'm not going to tattoo your face or your neck or your hands. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, like clearly I'm committed. You know, what at I mean? this point, so, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it wouldn't be a problem for me to go in and, and do sure. it. I'm covered. Um, but like you know, you. Uh, I'm not going to tattoo your face. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you don't understand the commitment that comes with that and mm-hmm. how that's going to affect the rest right. of your life. You haven't seen my body. 
I but you you got you that fairly almost sounded like an offer. So you need to calm and the way down she said, over can you do there. that again though, just like one more time. Just you haven't seen my body. <laughs> That's it was almost serial killerish too. Yeah, that was, that was that fantastic. Was seductive. <laughs> yeah. I worked but, at a restaurant once where they um, you couldn't have tattoos, mm-hmm. and we wore white button downs, and I had to wear it all the way to the sleeve. I have a teeny, teeny tiny. At this time, I had that right mm-hmm. there, just the purple one, and they wouldn't let me roll up my sleeves just because of that. And yeah. one of my friends, when he finally saw me without my uniform on, I was wearing a tank top, and he was like, "Dude, I thought you were fucking like." all sleeved out because right. you never roll your sleeves up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but no, they just always are on me. Yeah, this right. one little baby Teeny thing. T- it's it's smaller than the size of a quarter. But see, I've accepted that I, I'm going to work, I'm always going to work in an industry that allows it. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of always, my, mm-hmm. my whole life's been that way. But yeah, I mean, there's you don't tattoo a virgin's face. You just Fair. don't, that's just the thing yeah. you don't do. And then, you know, you, you obviously, you can't do it if they're inebriated in any way. Right. You know, uh, you can't take pills. You can't drink. You can't mm-hmm. whatever. Anything that's going to thin your blood. You know, right. Because or, or, you won't stop bleeding. Or that make whole the thing. healing yeah. difficult or anything like yeah. that or, or impair your judgment. Right. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, there's always just those people that come in and they're like, eh, you tattoo dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Really? So, yeah. I tattoo Not dicks yours. every day. So get the fuck out. You know, like. No. Yeah. Have, what's what? What is the weirdest tattoo? Because I know people get like buttholes done, and they get Dude, yeah. Dude. That's been like a huge thing recently. Yeah, too. Like, what, have you seen Octabooty? Uh, she, I I haven't seen her personally, but I have heard that she was at the strip club recently. Because one of the girls that works for me is also a uh, not a stripper, but just one of the waitresses uh, mm-hmm. at one of the strip clubs. And she was like, "Oh, this girl came," and she showed me a picture, and I was like, "Oh ah. dear God!" Like she's what? writing no. it down, Octabooty. <laughs> no, for real, this girl has an octopus, octopus coming tattooed, out of her butt. like right out, and like so her asshole would be the octopus mouth and so yeah, like she does yeah. porn too and it's like feed the octopus like yeah, yeah. but she's also crazy fucking hot so I've as hot as you can be with one that. woman she that just got it. her new line of lube and another guy that i know that does the digital animation stuff like mm-hmm. i do uh just designed the label for her lube awesome so yeah that's pretty cool but yeah so there, there's tattoos that you turn down you know was I mean, that one of them no i i mean i've not ever done anything like that now i've done some interesting tattoos. i've tattooed you know like women like to get decorative nipple stuff mm-hmm. you know um and then like there's always like the humorous stuff around you know your yeah, groin yeah. area but um yeah it's it's actually way more common than you think and then there's some that's just like I don't know what kind of sex you guys are having that makes you want to tattoo someone's name on you, but I'm not having it. Like, <laughs> I would not fucking no, get a yeah. name tattooed on me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. She's over here like, me. well, I got one of those. I got cross that one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, me and, uh, it's funny, uh, Becky, my ex-wife, um, mm. we had a couple tattoos like on our legs, and this is actually a cover-up. I got um, Django Fett now on my calf. Okay. But like we had like a cute little sentence thing or whatever. Like I had half of it, and she had half of it, and it's so like we got divorced or whatever, and she tattoos over hers and just has this void stamp, and I'm like... That's fantastic. Eh, well, you know, I mean like I don't know why you, like you would do that. I get it's humorous. It's kind of funny, but... Like no. I turned mine into something pretty Some to art. look at, you yeah. know. And so, well, but at the same time, though, like obviously, we both Jeez, know. Becky. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> that's got to be the other one, the new name we got to play. With. Uh, I don't know. That's damn my... it, Becky. <laughs> Becky actually actually listens to podcasts. Does too, she? And if she hears Sweet. this, like. Yeah, everybody should famous. know well, like, what her I was and I say, get along very yeah. well we're well, best friends now but like her sense of humor plays into that perfectly though like 
it doesn't matter if somebody else likes it or not because she's going to look at it and fucking laugh. And that's the way she is. Yeah. And that's what's perfect for oh, her. Oh, do you know her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've known okay. her not I as... I was like, you're making a lot of assumptions. No, no, I, I've known her I'm probably... So this one anecdote. I forget that you years. guys... You, I, you already told me that, but yeah. you guys know each other. You yeah. didn't mm-hmm. in, do that introduce. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we didn't tell everybody else. Yeah, Jeremy and I have known each other for about 21 years from what we, we gather. We... Uh, um, all the way back, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade first met. So it's been it's been a long time. Real deep in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we played in a terrible band in high school. What I um, posted that video, and it's so bad. It's fantastic. Some new day. That's right. I was trying to think of that the other day. Whenever I was we, I posted that video, I was like, "What the fuck was the name of that goddamn band?" It was fun, though. Yeah, I mean, that was what well, was actually really fun. So Jeremy and I, um, we used to play in the eighth grade center and the. Um, in the cafeteria. In the cafeteria. It was after school. As Mr. Flood was just like, yeah, you know what? After school, y'all do whatever you want. So we'd set up full drums and full everything. And I had an amp that was super ghetto, wasn't grounded properly, and his was. Um, so we were doing something, and then like he touched my guitar, or I touched his guitar or something, and shocked the piss out of each other. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to put my tongue ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking I remember uh-huh. that. Yeah. You know, so like we've we've done the stupid shit all the way up through, you know, whatever. Um but we kind of fell out of of general touch for a while. Not like uh like we you know, we Facebook kinda, friends and everything, but it kinda happened like right around the time that like um like Destiny, we were pregnant with Destiny, you know, like Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and uh because I mean I was I was still in high school and mm-hmm. gonna be a dad. I remember I so I was actually talking about that with somebody. I I don't know if I was the first person you told, but I remember we had the first hour computer class together mm-hmm. and you walked in like pale as a ghost. Yeah. Um you were like <gasps> I knocked up the, I don't remember her name, uh, Amber. Amber. Yeah, yeah. I knocked up Amber or whatever it was. And it was yeah. like, oh shit, dude, we're in like eighth grade. Like, what the fuck? No, oh, 10th grade. 10th grade, 10th grade, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and then uh, yeah. I was in, we were in 11th grade when she was born. Yeah. Luckily for me, I mean, that's when I graduated. So, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't have mm-hmm. senior year with What you was guys. it like to be a teen dad? <sighs> Ooh, good question. So, he my, didn't have my, a TV show. Well, no, not really. And this is kind of a different conversation. See, my daughter's mom and I did not have the healthiest relationship ever. Um, and, and it got progressively worse, um, not just while we were in high school, but like after we graduated, it just, it was terrible. I mean, it was mentally and emotionally abusive. It was physically fucking abusive. Um, there was, we were young and stupid. Um, and, and honestly, I can really put most of that on her and not feel guilty about saying it. Did I have a part in it? Of course. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like I hadn't been in very serious relationships at this point. I mean, I was still a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, and I also didn't have the best examples of what a good relationship should be. So all I knew for sure was I love my daughter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was all, I wasn't going to run from it, you know? So I did everything to take care of her. So we got out of high school. Now, like all of this shit happened, and and I ended up going through an eight year custody battle for my daughter. Damn, I didn't realize it was that long. It took eight years, and the hell that I went through. Like, I mean, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. Like, she put me through fucking mm-hmm. hell. Through the ring. Did you get to see her at all during that time? She did everything she could to try and keep me from it. Um, yeah, as is typical. Yeah. yeah and um, eventually, I ended up winning. Um, it took a long time and a lot of money. Um, and so, but yeah, long story short or long story long, either way, either um, way, yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the things that happened, there just there were very traumatic things that fucking happened. I I don't have memory of a lot of it, like, and so that's the really thing now. You like, it I out. get that. No, I totally get it. So, My daughter's father 
He was a drug addict. Yeah. And I was an alcoholic and I don't. So it kind mm-hmm. of freaks me out because like I've got my son now and mm-hmm. you know, he's just turned two. Yeah. And since he was born, like I was scared even finding out that I was going to have him because I can't remember my daughter being little. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I do everything that I can with him. Like that's why you see like shit about him all over Facebook and whatever. That's mm-hmm. not for everybody else. That's so that like Facebook memories will tell me about it later. Yeah. Because I'm so afraid that I'll forget because I forgot everything before. And so to to say what it was like being a teenage dad, I, I really couldn't tell you because I can't remember a lot of it. I remember that I worked a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a lot of bad things that happened and forgot more of them. And I rem- forgot every good thing that ever happened. Um, but um, until now, being a dad's all I've ever really known. You know, I mean, I didn't really have like a typical. I was gonna childhood. say, yeah, I you didn't... you skipped out on. No, you didn't skip out. Life skipped out on you, really. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have like the run of the mill childhood or college experience, mm-hmm. you know, or, or anything that pretty much any of my friends did. You know, I mean, I just got right. started really early, and so my daughter is gonna be seventeen this year, and uh, which is the age that I was. She's officially older than I was whenever her mother got pregnant, and uh, she's gonna be older than I was when she was born. And so, um, you know, she's she's lived with me now for uh, six years, and we haven't seen or heard from her mom since. I was going to ask about that because yes. I know, um, you know, that I, I know some of that relationship pieces because you and I have, you know, kind of crossed paths multiple mm-hmm. times throughout the years. Um, but that's one thing that, you know, I've always seen, you know, in the last several years that, that you know, your daughter stayed with well, you. Well, you remember when mm-hmm. we were we were hanging out at a friend's house and Amber was there and she got in that fight with that girl and we actually videoed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was now, fucking nuts. So now I remember, now yeah, imagine shit. her like that all day, every day for years and years. Dear God, yeah. Yeah. So by the, when she finally took off, I mean, honestly, it was the greatest fucking, it was a relief. So, so have your do- has your daughter really been like, hey, what what's going on? Where or no. any of that? She, or is time, it just like good riddance? Because like. She was 11 when right. the last time she saw her mom. So she was old enough to know what the fuck was happening. See, and I that's, didn't. you know, with my history, I know, you know, you and I have talked about it before. I haven't talked about it on air yet, but like, I don't know my mother like at all, really. You know, I was three whenever the last time that she actually had seen us. Um, you know, I've talked to her randomly, I think at the age of six. Um, and then from there, the last time I talked to her was when Vanessa and I had kids. Um, and she started out with like, those are my grandbabies, blah, 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 on a Facebook messenger. But I have her blocked on Facebook, but I didn't realize you could still message people, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then it was like, uh, you know, it went batshit crazy. Like you could tell she was all fucked up and stuff. And it was like, you know, those are demon babies and all kinds of shit. True right. story. You know, so like for me, not knowing, you know, my mother wasn't as big a deal because I had no memory of her. Right. You know, like a lot of people always say like, oh, you can't be a good parent or, you know, can't be a good whatever unless you have great parents. And I'm like, nah, that's not really true. Yeah. You know, but I didn't have no, that. I'm, I'm, I didn't have a bad influence either, though. I just didn't have an influence, you know, which makes, I think, all the difference. Involvement. Yes. I've known people that are uh, that are great people that mm-hmm. had really shitty children. Like, their children just turned out shitty. Yeah, it's kind of and like... you can't do anything Yeah, it's kind it. of like, yeah. no matter how good of a parent you are, your kid can still grow up to be a douche. Yeah. No matter or what you Or how big of a douche them. you are, the kid can be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's just how Zoe despite is. You, they're completely separate people. Mm-hmm. And it's... Sometimes it's hard to think of that because it's... Which kind of, like, defeats that whole saying, like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Sometimes yeah. it can fucking yeah. Yeah. fly from that tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they might be completely different fruits. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so, so I thought we were going to stay away from that conversation for a little <laughs> while. But so so with Destiny, I mean Destiny's in therapy now. Like Yeah, um, I can as, imagine. Yeah. As she got older, um she developed 
like abandonment issues. So yeah. she doesn't trust anybody. Sure. She thinks everyone's going to leave her all the time. I mean, oh, and like God, I've, I'm, like I'm, I'm the only, I'm the only constant in her life. I was going to say she knows that. Like she's, I mean, she remembers when she was little, like a baby, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I've been there for everything. I've been to every fucking birthday party. I've been, right. you know, minus my time in the military. Like I was there for everything. I've, right. I haven't missed shit. And you know, like I've, I've been the you one know, to take. And care I know of. you and Becky didn't work out, but. Um, Becky spent a good amount of time with her, and I think Since seems she was like four. yeah, seems like they've been really good. You know, whether they're not related, still... but they're also really good friends, kind of at that point as well, or whatever you want to call it. She's a motherly figure, but yeah, she was her stepmom. I mean, and right, that's right. still Destiny's go-to. That's what I was gonna say. Is it seems like you know that's still a really tight relationship, which is good. Basically, I mean, sometimes like I mean, Destiny <laughs> girls can be girls. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's manipulative. Destiny is manipulative, so she yeah, will yeah, run okay. to her to get away from me, ah, not uh-huh. to spend time with her. Gotcha. You know I mean? like, gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. That's that's kind of how that goes. But like when you know, I, there's a lot of stuff because Des did come to live with me at a young age that like I had to figure out mm-hmm. with and and I'm like calling my mom like when Destiny started her period. And oh like, God, I can't even fuck you know. And I'm oh. calling my mom and calling my sister and calling Becky and I'm like, what the fuck do I do? You know. <laughs> and so yeah, and that's then, one thing, dude. That Vanessa's gonna handle that scenario. I'm telling you straight out, like I'm bro, gonna be hands off on that one. That's gonna be the most awkward. That would be traumatic for them. If no, I it's hell. <laughs> It's fucking hell. No fucking way, oh, man. God. The whole year yeah. leading up to it is yeah. fucking hell. Like, oh, yeah. because everything's emotional. It's a fucking crisis. Like, you yeah. sneeze and they fucking cry. Like, it's everything's <laughs> a disaster all the time and they deal in absolutes. You don't know what it's like. Yes. Everything is, everything's. He's having a, flashbacks all of a sudden. Yeah. Everything is <laughs> an absolute. Did I get that tone right? <laughs> you sound just like, you don't know what it's like, okay? Being a, when you were a kid, things were different, okay? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's exactly. We're that old, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, like and then my response to that always is like, bitch, like I've been alive long enough to see things come around. Yeah, you know right, what I mean, yeah. like I've seen shit. I've seen shit in style go out of style, come back in style. You right. know, and that goes for clothing, music, fucking TV. I shows. know, dude. Jinkos came back. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bell bottoms are coming back into play. What the? Fuck I know. And now they're wearing Mama like these, jeans is a thing again. I, my daughter's wearing those. I'm like, bitch, my mom wore those. The fuck? <laughs> this isn't nothing new. Yeah, you know, right. y'all didn't invent this. Yeah, no shit. Not only that, but like, given the fact that you've already said you were a teen dad there's not that much of an yeah. age difference there's barely a generation well yeah. no not i mean yeah but but there is still a lot you know like for our our oh, God, age yeah. group cell phones I, can, how old are you uh, how, how, how many years? Look? How many years young are you? That's a more polite way to ask. I think you're two years younger than us. You graduated. Oh six. Yeah, so three years. Yeah. Two years. Two years. My you're birthday years. is you're, you're, coming up soon. You're like thirty one. I don't know how old I am. Thirty thirty one. I don't know how old I am. Let's do some math. I was born in eighty seven. Eighty seven. So, so you're I'm thirty two. You're gonna be thirty three. Yeah, thirty three this year. Thirty three yeah. next year. Twenty twenty. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So you're so, yeah. okay. Yeah. So so 32. for us, we had we had sort of this analog childhood and like a digital adulthood, right? Yeah. Yes. But my daughter, you know, it's didn't grow digital. up with that. Like, are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all digital. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a great way to explain it too. I'm it, sorry, it, I interrupt. It, it really is. So like that's that's just kind of you know how how we mm-hmm. grew up. Like yeah. you know that we had different technology then, and like we were the first ones to see the internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's grown up with it her whole life. You know, oh, yeah. like there's there's a lot of things like that. So, yep. you know, it's it is a little bit different. It's you know what weird. I mean? Because we didn't have a lot of the instant gratification right. that, that kids. Well, do and that's now. also like I don't know about you guys. Speaking um, of as she instant graduation, the grad, graduation. What's in your drink? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's just ice water <laughs> with vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> you, um, if you've got some, you're holding. You better share. I know, right? So my daughter, speaking of instant gratification, we've always had streaming um, mm-hmm. devices house, yeah. and television. She saw a commercial for the first time, and she's like, the fuck is this short show in between my regular <laughs> show? <laughs> the like, short show. Holy yeah, that's shit. That's what she called it. She was like, Mom, there's like short shows. She's referring between. to a commercial? Yes. <laughs> she absolutely that's was. Fantastic. She sure was. That's wonderful. I know, right? Like ads are yeah. just yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So there's not a huge age gap between me and my daughter, but there is I mean, there's still a whole It's a generational gap still. It's still yeah. yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I, I don't know. Maybe 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 things are I don't understand some things, but there there's a lot more that I do understand that she's just mm-hmm. not willing to accept. Oh, for so. sure, for sure. Um, so sweet. So uh, where do you guys want to go from here? We got like uh, ten minutes left in this episode. We always do uh, hour long episodes, and then uh, we do an after hours if we get time. Well, uh, I had a jobs list, and you know, you're into music and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. that's interesting stuff. This for is sure. let's go. I was I was a, let's go down those like avenues. A, bro. I was like an occupational whore. You know? I was gonna <laughs> say, how many jobs have you had? Do you think realistically? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, Take a math guess. Let's say you had, what, three or four a year, probably? Are we talking about different career industries? Let's start with that and then jobs within. So how many career industries have you been in? Because like, I know of at least five or six. It could be more. I don't know. A dozen, maybe. Yeah, and then you probably had... like, And, the, and, and then different different jobs within those industries. Let's call it 40. Do you feel comfortable with that number? Yeah, yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. yeah I mean, what was your favorite job that you've done? Probably this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, bail bonds. Probably because I've I've been doing this long enough. So and that was when I was we started. Say, when I told you to start this, of, yeah, you you saying that that bail bonds is sort of a service industry. It and is. Yeah, it yeah. is sort of. But I do provide a service. Mm-hmm. I view it more as I I'm making sure that victims get justice for what happened to them because it's my job to ensure that this person goes to court or if, justice if they gets don't. victims as well. It, no. No, no, no. I mean, you're the, the people say that you're innocent until proven guilty, which is wrong. You're just presumed innocent until proven guilty. And I, interesting. I mean, so if if I see you do something, you're still presumed innocent. But I saw you fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, so so interesting. Okay. But that that's what it is. So it's my job to make sure that these people show up. It's my job. Sure. And because if they don't, my ass is on the line too. So I'm making sure that these that that you show up and answer for the shit you did. I'm holding you fucking accountable. So the cool thing about it is, as far as the service industry thing is. Yeah, I'm providing a service, but I don't have to maintain an image. I don't wear mm-hmm. I don't wear a fucking uniform, and I don't have to fucking give it to you your way. You know, this ain't what a burger. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you how the fuck it is. You're gonna play by my rules, and if you don't, I will put your ass back in jail. And I have no problem with that. Like, it's I'm not gonna lose any fucking right. sleep. I was gonna say you're probably the uh, the quintessential adult babysitter at this point, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. super glorified babysitter. Yeah, yeah, like that's literally what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is, and and you'd be amazed too, like how many adults act like fucking children and respond oh. the same way when you talk to them. Like they need you to be an asshole to them; mm-hmm. they have to be told what to do. Oh yeah, I believe it. It's it's so crazy. I didn't understand like the this basically disgusting underbelly that exists in society until I started doing this. So, you know, I, I'm going to segue to a story that's happened recently to me, which is really entertaining. When you say that people can act like children. Right, so I'm a general manager at the restaurant. Nothing complicated, right? My job is to make sure the op- the restaurant operates. Mm-hmm. Simple as it goes, right? Nothing complicated here. So I have a management team, and you have people below that. You know, managers. Let's say you miss your food cost by an extremely large margin, right? Yeah. And then a bottle of liquor goes missing. What do you do as a GM? 
Well, I mean, I'd imagine you you have to have some sort of like loss um, mm-hmm. prevention, sure. but you've also got to have like uh, a certain amount of loss that's acceptable too. Sure. So entire bottle of, of good rum went missing. And so what do I do? Hey, listen, you know, food costs is out this much, which was an excessive amount. Came down to kitchen manager not doing his job, and it was like $140 in liquor went missing, right? So Somebody's drinking that. Sure. So <laughs> you hold your managers accountable, right? So you write them up saying, hey, listen, this was your responsibility to keep track of your liquor. You didn't fucking do it, right? Your responsibility to keep track of your food. You didn't fucking do it. So I wrote them up, right? And then... Um, Come in a couple of days later, whatever, you know, the manager that I wrote for liquor, leaving early, not doing her job, all kinds of shit, right? Like, literally, um, you know, I schedule you until 5 or 6, you're, you're leaving by, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever. And you're like, listen, you know, there's stuff going on, you know, you're leaving the restaurant short-staffed, you, you realize what you're doing. Poor performance, write her up, right? So then I get an HR call um, on me because I sent her a text whenever, well, she was texting me saying, oh, you know what, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, this thing's not done. This thing's not done. You're writing us up because of this, but blah, 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 right? Playing the, like, you know, pick and choose little bullshit things. I was like, listen, you, you've been in the building for 10 hours at this point. If that's not st- stuff that's done, you need to get your ass to work, right? Quit bitching. Go do your job. Mm-hmm. That's literally the text I sent her. So she sent it to HR and my boss calls me and he's like, uh, so did you say this? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say it again. Quit bitching. Go to your job. Yeah. Like, that's, you can bitch all you want. You've been in there for 10 fucking hours. If it's not done, it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. Ample time. Do the job. It's not complicated, right? So that's the same kind of thing of how I view it. Like, you're, you literally, you're acting like a child. Like, I, I hold you accountable twice. Yeah. And then now you're you're going to scream to some other parent because you think that it's going to help you get away with shit, and it's like no. <laughs> oh yeah, entitlement is runs it's rampant. I mean, yeah. like, and, and it's and it's and I don't even know where it comes from. Like, my daughter wasn't raised that way, right. but she still has this entitled little attitude. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, I don't know where the fuck you're getting this idea. Oh, this person's 45, so I mean, it has nothing to do with age. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's adults too, and I see it all yeah. the time. And then people try to tell me, well, so and so is going to come in and do this. They're going to co-sign. They're going to bring you money, and I'm like, who bullshit. the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Like, do you know you can call Joe Blow down the street and have him post your fucking bomb, but you're not about to tell me how it's going to go. Yeah. No. So what do you think? What do you think it is that drives that? Do you think it's just a lack of accountability and culture or do you think it's literally just people being stupid? I was going to ask, is it the environment or the demographic? I don't think it's demographic because, I mean, this is a 40 year old white woman. There are. There, I mean, she's kind of a Karen, I guess. There but. are certain statistics that are true. And a lot of people like to um, say that, you know, if, if you um, b- buy into one that you're, uh, you know, they'll say that you're racist. Un- and an unfortunate statistic that's still a true statistic is that right. 13% of the population commits over 50% of all violent crime. And sure. that population doesn't look like me and you. That's not right. me being racist. It's a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, the civil rights movement created uh, amazing things right Mm -hmm. and it happened in the same amount of time that we also saw a rise in single mothers and Mm -hmm. you know as uh, and a rise in jail populations and whatever else and so you you, you're really trying to tell me that those don't coincide you know i mean i i will disagree that the civil rights movement has as much impact there i will say there was a cultural shift that did happen because if you think about movies from the late 80s it was all about empowerment and it was all about um, you know, picking your brother up and mm-hmm. making sure they're going to college and doing all of this. 
And then I, I don't ever want to say music has this kind of power, but when you switch from, you know, that late 80s rap into early 90s gangster rap, mm-hmm. whenever it became glorified to do all these other different things, that's when a huge portion of these shifts took place. Well, and place. That's, that's still a cultural thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and a lot of this, too, like, you know, like, what you know, in, in the 60s and 70s, you know, you, you saw more uh, single mothers and stuff. And the government kind of did that, not to get too political, but they, they offered you incentives to be a single mom. You know, if, you, if you're not married, we're going to give you this, 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 and this. So, right. so that created the incentive to have kids and not hmm. be married. You know, but when you see, then you, you also see um, you know, kids are not graduating high school. Right. You know, and, and they're getting into more trouble and going to jail and not, you know, not pursuing an education. So that, that's kind of... You know what I mean? It it was a government thing, you know, but it's still cultural. It is. It's extremely cultural. If you go to any any area, um, uh, urban or rural, doesn't really matter. Um, it just kind of where you're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to fucking Oakland, it's rough. You know, sure. you're gonna yeah. see you're gonna see more gangbangers and drug dealers and whatever. And it's it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. It just is. You know, that's that's why the East Coast is different from the West Coast, different from the Midwest and the South. And and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's so that's what it is. And and I think if you want to fix those problems, then you need to start at home. Interesting. I 100% agree. Sweet. So I, I definitely love those conversations, and I want to get back into it, but we're going to wrap this episode. Okay. Um, so we always do uh, words of advice normally at the end of both sets, but do we want to throw any words of advice at the end of this first one? Um, if you don't want to see me, don't smoke meth. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's true, though. Just be a good person. Just go to work. We say that all the time. Get though. a driver's license. I know license. that's kind of like the <laughs> our, main our focus literal is setup just here is always be, be a better person, a good person. Yeah. It's just... really not hard. It costs nothing, right? At all. It's completely free to not beat somebody up, not do drugs, keep your driver's license, get car insurance. Like, just be a productive member of society. Oh, Fair. Just, just do and that. And if you if you do find yourself beginning to slip and not being able to take care of shit then that's the part where, like, you need to ask for help. Absolutely. Or fucking figure it out, dude. Because, like... Yeah, there's resources wanna... for everything. There are literally... I, mm-hmm. I, I've i had... I've experienced, like, those types of people firsthand. That was my daughter's father. I mean, constantly. So I, I totally... Mm. It's like... It's you feel like, it. It's the other side of it, and mm. it's like standing next to him in court and like listening to him spouting off bullshit stuff mm-hmm. about cops. Like, just if you hadn't fucking yeah. done that in the first place, you wouldn't have been here. Yeah. We wouldn't be in the situation. See, so if I... you get into trouble, just fucking accept it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take care of your shit. Get through it. Get over it and move on with your guy. I'm going to make mine a lot lighter. Um, Google Octabooty. <laughs> it's on the top of my That's to-do life list. Advice. It's at the top of my list. It really is. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs>